0: Welcome to Get Ready. I'm glad you're watching or listening to uh, our episode today. And I just want to talk to you about some things um, and continue to talk about things that are going on in our world that are exciting uh, about end times. And yeah, we're going to go with that for today. And this is Holy Week. Uh, We're filming this on Thursday of Holy Week. Tomorrow is Good Friday. Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. And wow, what a powerful time. Uh, for Christians where we stake our faith in everything that Jesus Christ has done. And as we reflect on these things, it's powerful. But there's some things that have been in place for a long, long time, even before Jesus Christ died, when we look at some of the things that happened that Moses was instructed to do for the children of Israel concerning festivals and feasts that uh, that were prophetic, And yet there's some still some feasts and festivals that are being done today that have yet to be fulfilled. So I want to talk to you about that real quick, the time we have, and talk about the prophetic feasts. So uh, we'll go to Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 1 and 2, and we'll just start there. Uh, The Lord said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel. These are the Lord's appointed festivals which are to proclaim as official days for holy assembly. So God gave Moses, I want you to celebrate these festivals or feasts. And the word feast in the Hebrew language is translated and uh, described as divine appointments or dress rehearsals. Isn't that interesting? Dress rehearsals. So it's kind of like you're practicing some things, for a main event that is yet to come. And so as I go through these today, we're going to talk about seven feasts that are prophetic uh, throughout. And uh, this this weekend, we're celebrating some things that have already been fulfilled. They were prophetic at the time of Moses, looking and pointing towards Jesus Christ. But yet there's some festivals that are dress rehearsals still through the Jewish people that have prophetic significance in the day we live. So let's talk about that. So in the spring, there's uh, some festivals, and the first one we come to is Passover. Now, Passover was the time when the children of Israel were leaving their bondage of slavery in Egypt, and they had to sacrifice a lamb, and that's significant because we know Jesus is the Lamb of God. But they would sprinkle that blood over the doorposts of their house, so the death angel would come over uh, during the tenth and final plague that was to hit Egypt for not letting God's people go. And it was to the death of the firstborn child or animal even. It was very significant. And so the people of God, they put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of their house. So at night when the death angel came, if they saw the blood, the death angel saw the blood, he would pass over. And that's where the Passover comes from. But uh, Jesus was crucified as the Lamb of God on the exact day as a Passover festival. So Jesus was the exact fulfillment that they had been dress rehearsing. They had been practicing. They had been celebrating. Jesus was the Lamb of God. God gave the Lamb for the sins of the people. That people who believe in the blood of Jesus shall not die. Wow, I'm telling you, you can get excited about this. And that was fulfilled, obviously. John chapter 1, verse 29 says, The next day John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Wow, beautiful, beautiful portion of Scripture that we celebrate. The next feast we come to is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And Jesus was buried on the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And during that festival, uh, it's, it's a time to abstain. It's time to remove sin uh, from anything in your home, any leaven. And uh, so that's what was happening. Well, Jesus removed sin because of the cross, and he was swept away. He was buried for a few days. So Jesus fulfilled that perfectly. Man, we can give a shout of praise for that. The third feast we come to in the spring is called the Feast of First Fruits. And Jesus, when he was resurrected from the grave on Easter Sunday, resurrection day, that was the, the day of first fruits. Wow. Fulfilled to the T. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20, the apostle Paul says, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. I'm telling you that is great news for the my loved ones who have gone on before, and even if I am to die, Jesus has already rose again. He was the first to rise from the grave. It was he was the first of celebrating a first fruits to rise from the grave. Wow. The the fourth and last feast Uh, in the springtime of Jewish festivals or dress rehearsals is the the Feast of Pentecost. Well, as Pentecostal people, we know that the Holy Spirit was poured out on what day? The Feast of Pentecost. Pentecost. Wow. It was uh, 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 the day the church started, but it was 50 days after the resurrection. Pente is 50. And God's people, the church, entered into a fullness of time. And so these four spring feasts are dress rehearsals. They were fulfilling of prophecies of major events that Jesus fulfilled, the Holy Spirit fulfilled, and they've all been fulfilled. So the spring feasts are kind of set and done. So then we move over into the fall feasts and we come to three feasts that will complete the seven feasts that they major feasts that the Jewish people celebrate that are pictures and dress rehearsals and types and shadows of things to come come to come and so let's go to the the first fall feast and that is the feast of trumpets this year in 2022 that will happen on September 25th through the 27th and the feast of trumpets is uh an interesting thing because it parallels some scripture that is very familiar to us and the rapture of the church is connected to the feast of trumpets so this obviously hasn't occurred yet it's prophetic about the rapture of the church and so um let me read to you matthew chapter 24 verse 31 it says and he will send out his angels with a mighty blast of a trumpet, and they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth to heaven. That's the rapture. Jesus spelled out the rapture, and it's connected to the blowing of a trumpet. Let me read to you what the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 52. It says, It will happen in a moment, in a blink of an eye, when the last trumpet is blown. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised. To live forever. And we who are alive, we who are living, will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. So, right here, it's talking about not only those who have died, but those who are alive when the trumpet blasts will be raptured, if you will, and to, to be with the Lord. Our bodies must be transformed. And Jesus said it this way. He said, no man knows the day or the hour when this will take place. And he said that in Mark chapter 13, verse 32. And it says, however, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the Son of himself. Only the Father knows. And since we don't know when that time will come, be on guard, stay alert. I think that's good advice. But I want to just... Focus on a key phrase, he said. No one knows the day or the hour. He didn't say month. He didn't say year. He said no one knows the day or the hour. And so that gives us, we might have some clues to the day, to to the, to the month, maybe even the week, or the year. But he said that because the Feast of Trumpets is a two-day feast. So is it on the 25th, the 26th, or the 27th? If it were to happen this year, no one knows the day or the hour. Very interesting there, but it's important that we keep alert. So that is yet to be fulfilled. And I believe it'll be fulfilled by the rapture of the church on the Feast of Trumpets. My personal opinion, it just makes sense since he fulfilled the four spring feasts. Why would he not fulfill the three fall feasts as well? The next one we come to is the Day of Atonement. And this is the holiest day of the Jewish Calendar And the Day of Atonement is a day once a year where the high priest would enter into the Most Holy of Holies and would personally meet with God. Well, I believe this could be fulfilled when Jesus returns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. After the seven-year tribulation, he will come and he will meet with his people in person, face-to-face. And it will literally be the final chance to accept him. Well, we know how that will work out. Some will, some won't. And uh, there will be people will make war against God. I think that's a losing proposition. But it's kind of an interesting thing because it parallels some of the things that Joseph went through with his brothers. His brothers persecuted him, took the the robe of many colors off him, uh, they threw him in a pit, sold him uh, for money. There's a lot of parallels between the life of Joseph and Jesus. But When Joseph became the prime minister of Egypt, he revealed himself to his brothers. They had a chance to accept him or reject him. Even though they rejected him earlier in his life and persecuted him, Joseph gave him an opportunity. Let's reunite. Let's be a family again. And that's a beautiful picture of what Jesus will do on the Day of Atonement, I believe still yet to be fulfilled. The last one is the Feast of Tabernacles. This year it will be on in 2022, October 9th through the 16th. It's a week-long uh, festival. They, they go live outside to commemorate the time they lived in the desert. The children of Israel lived in the wilderness. But I believe this is his second coming and to rule and reign on earth. Uh, this is the seventh f- feast. It's on the seventh month of the Jewish calendar, and it is... Um, the last, and it lasts for seven days. So right there, we got seven, seven, seven. It's just kind of interesting because anytime you see numbers tripled up together, it's an emphatic, it means something very emphatic to happen. But this is the feast where they remember the journey out of slavery and the hardships that the Lord delivered them from. Well, I believe this could be the fulfillment of the millennial reign. When Jesus begins that, we remember, we celebrate, the life that we lived on earth and the struggles and the need of a savior. And we get to rule and reign with him. We get to tabernacle with the Lord. So I just want to share these things with you uh, as we go into the Closing up this Holy Week, and we're remembering the the life of Jesus. How we fulfilled the spring festivals, and as we look forward to the fall festivals, we have something to look forward to prophetically, and maybe even this year. Uh, so very exciting times. And so, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, man, take the time, call out to God, call on His name. The Bible says anyone who calls on His name will will be saved. So call on him. Repent of sins. And I would just like to leave you with this, is live like the rapture could happen today. Be ready, but plan your life as if he may not return for a thousand years. But live this life on purpose. Be all that God created you to be. Either way, one thing we know is we got to get ready.